This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. December is one of the greatest months of the year because of food, traditions, and friends and family. But it's also one of the best months to save on LASIK. The Eye Center is helping you make this a December to remember with their biggest savings of the year. 20% off Eye LASIK. Every leaf, every sparkle, all in crisp detail and all without the hassles of your contacts and glasses. Make this December the one you'll remember for the rest of your life by choosing an experience you'll never forget. Having LASIK at the Eye Center. Visit theeyecenter.com or call 888-844-2020 to schedule your free consultation. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. Tottenham Hotspur have just been dumped out of the Carabao Cup. Nottingham Forest 2, Spurs nil. The long wait for a trophy continues. Uh, it looks like it will be 15 plus years for a trophy for Tottenham Hotspur. I'm devastated. I'm always devastated when Tottenham Hotspur go out of a cup competition, particularly how we did this evening. Um, to help me digest this result and performance tonight, I've got three very special guests. I've got Gary Maloney back with us, of course, channel regular entertainer Gary Maloney. Gary, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. I'm not too bad. I don't think I'm as annoyed as you, obviously, because I'm not travelling back from Nottingham. So I wish you a safe journey back. Hope the Wi-Fi doesn't cut out. But um, I'm not too bad. I'm all right. You know, um, I'm getting used to it. So <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> We've also got returning guest Ben Borman, of course, Spurs YouTuber. And Ben, welcome back to the channel. And uh, tell everyone about your uh, latest uh, video on Twitter. Has had nearly 2 million views. Seen him. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I always don't know why people even <laughs> take the time to watch them, but I'm glad that you guys do, all do. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that, that's pretty much all I've got to say. It's just me, you know, exper my experience as a fan, really. That's that's all I do. And, you know, I'm glad that other people, uh, well, most of them genuinely enjoy it. The ups and downs of supporting Spurs, we all certainly know about that. Um, and I'm absolutely delighted to bring on James Black, uh, the voice of Spurs for the very first time. James, welcome to the channel. Lovely to have you here. 
Hi, mate. How you doing? Bad as me. I've been, I've been better. Um, James, yeah. tell everyone, um, for those who don't know you, you are normally singing at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium before and after matches. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it since 2019. Uh, I've played pre and post games at the stadium for the fans, but um, I'm glad this isn't a home game. I had to do it tonight because that is that was horrendous display. I'm so sorry to bring you on for the first time on this channel when Spurs have just produced a performance and result like that. Um, James, let's let's start the show with you. Um, give me your thoughts on today's today's game. Uh, to be honest with you, I think that was a new low for the season. I've not seen a display like that all season. I'm sick and tired of uh, the first half displays. And I can't remember the last time we led a game apart from the last few seconds of Marseille. Um, but I think today was completely unacceptable. Um, nobody looked like they tried. I think the taking off Harry Kane was, was crazy, even though he wasn't there. I think that was crazy. Uh, but... Yeah, absolutely gutted. I know it, for me, though, like with the Carabao Cup, it's always kind of in the back of my mind that uh, who's going to end up playing Man City and losing the final to them sort of cup competition. But um, still gutted to lose, to get out, to go out. That was their best chance of a trophy, maybe. Completely agree. Um, Gary, your thoughts on tonight's game? Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. I will just touch on what James said, because I think for me, when he took Harry Kane off, that was the point where I thought Conte's not really bothered about this competition either. Because I think to bring Harry Kane off at that time when we're two down and then, you know, for them to go down to 10 men as well with good sort of, I think there was still 15 to 17, 18 minutes to go. We didn't even really look like scoring. And I, and I just wonder, I know it's a mixed bag with the Carabao Cup. I know there's some supporters that say, oh, we're not interested in it. It's a Mickey Mouse Cup. You know where I stand, Chris. I'm pretty sure I know where you stand, James. I know you, Chris, and Ben, probably you're the same. We probably all won a trophy. The last mm. time we won this, I was there. It was 14 years ago. It's going to be nearly 15. Um, I want us to go for every competition. But I think Conte, I think some of them players just was not interested in the slightest. Um, think and I think that's a problem. Sorry, do you think they had, they had a few of them had an eye on the, eye on the World Cup? I mean, not obviously not. Yeah, I think it is that. But do you know what, James? Me and Chris have had this conversation before and it frustrates me because I think some of them Tottenham players think they're bigger than what that competition is. And they're yeah. not. Yeah. They're not oh, bigger than that competition because if they had won it loads of times like Man City or, you know, let's talk about Woolwich, how many times they've won the FA Cup. OK, that's fair enough. I know all the clubs have gone out there of it tonight, but all them clubs have won trophies. We mm. haven't, you know? And that's what frustrates me. When you see West Ham, Arsenal, Chelsea, they've all gone out. It's a, mm. It was a great opportunity for us to get to the last 16, get a couple of good more results, and then we're in the final. Look, well, I'm not saying been... we would have won it, but it we had a good be... opportunity. And But I do want to see hand on heart, Phil, that Conte and the players were not up for that tonight and weren't interested. And that's my God. He didn't even look bothered, Conte. And I saw his post-match interview and he just put it down to injuries and, you know, tiredness. And he wasn't in the slightest bit bothered. Not like the Liverpool game, you know what I mean? So, I think Norris made about like eight or nine changes as well. They made like, a, like quite a few changes yeah. themselves, didn't they? That wasn't yeah. like Boris. And, and you know, we didn't have a weak team out there, did we? I have got about 68 players, though, they bought. Yeah, I mean, look, we have got some injuries and stuff, but we didn't have a weak yeah. side out there, did we? 
You know, but no, I think the, yeah. the, the bit for me was when he took Kane off. I think that was yeah. just saying, yeah. you know, that's it. Not interested, isn't it? Yeah. Well, after the game, Antonio Conte said uh, the positive is to see Richarlison play. Uh, but when you've played 12 games in 30 days, some players are tired. Ben, let's come to you and get your thoughts on tonight's match. Uh, I just kind of echo what you know Gary Jibs have all said. Um, the thing I, if if Conte had gone in with the mindset and you know it's it's neither here or there, why didn't he just pick 11 people who don't you know people like Gill, you know people yeah. like. Spence, which I'm sure will, get, will be mentioned. You know, why didn't he... And Forster, who, to be fair, actually, I think did very, you know, did very well. He could, yeah, you know, it could have been, it could have been even more embarrassing if it wasn't for the, some of the saves he made. Why didn't yeah. you just put 11 out like that who actually do want to be out there tonight, who, you know, and make, give themselves, put themselves, you know, in a position where to get into the side? You know, obviously, I'm using Agreed. Spence more as the biggest yeah. example of this. And then, if, and then you've got Kuhn, you've got Richarlison, Kulupsevsky on the bench, you know, if you're in trouble with 20 minutes, half hour to go, then you bring them on, you know, and just see what happens. But do you ever wonder, do you wonder like if there's a move to the board like, to, like, sign some more players? Do you ever go to subscribe yeah. to that one? Because there's definitely, watching... James, there's definitely more behind that game tonight than what we're seeing. Yeah, because... it seemed a bit weird. You know, because, come on, I mean, that team, sure. listen, I know we're not great, Tottenham, don't get me wrong. We all know where we are first half and second half, we know that. Yeah. But that team, in comparison to the team on Sunday, was like a total different side. And Conte, yeah. I don't know what it was like you at the game, Chris, from, but I could see Conte was nowhere near as much animated and stuff as what he normally is. Nah, I just don't... Not at all. I generally just don't think they really cared about the competition. And we're Tottenham Hotspurs. We're not Man City. <laughs> we're not Chelsea. You know, yeah. we, we should be going for that tonight and thinking to ourselves, we need to give everything we got and win it. What was the atmosphere like in the in the crowd, Chris? Um, I could hear, I could hear quite the, a bit. The, the, the Spurs fans were up for it um, in the beginning. And then, of course, it was the same old Tottenham this season um, of that yeah. poor first 45 minutes. Um, yeah. We didn't even... Um, you know, really have a, a good shot on target or test the goalkeeper tonight, which was really disappointing for me. Um, I tweeted before the game um, earlier today and said that I hope that Antonio Conte and Spurs go for this competition because, of course, trophies are way, way overdue at the club. Four yeah. wins, including the game tonight, would have put us in the final. And I believe that this was the best chance of silverware for Spurs this season. Um, and of course, 15 years, you know, 14 and a half, 15 years without a yeah. trophy. It's yeah. far, far too long. And you've got to remember yeah. as well that players like Harry Kane, Hugo Lloris, Hunmin Son, you know, these guys, you know, Derek Dyer, um, another one, you know, these guys have been at the club for many, many years. They haven't yeah. won anything at Tottenham no. Hotspur. And Antonio Conte put out a strong side. I was really hoping that he put out a strong side tonight and got the job done. He put a strong side out tonight and it upsets me more that, um, as you three guys have already um, alluded to, that there wasn't much fight, there wasn't much desire today. And that upsets me a lot. I'm yeah. always really, really upset um, when we go out of cup competitions and today is no different because I just feel that the performance was really, really poor. Um, yeah, James, it's the minimum, minimum you ask for as a fan, isn't it? It's the minimum you ask for. Yeah, absolutely. Effort. You know what I mean? It's the effort, and that's that was that wasn't there. And they need, need James, to come we'll out. Come and to 
because I want to talk about the uh, the starting eleven. Of course, Fraser Forster made his debut um, in the Tottenham Hotspur goal this evening. Sanchez, Dyer, and Leng lay the back three. Um, the wing back set on and Doherty. In midfield, Skip Basuma, Hoybier, and then the forward two of Harry Kane and Ivan Perisic. Now, when you saw that starting eleven, you surely thought that Antonio Conte is going for it. Yeah. I'm 100% thought he was going for it. Yeah, I was, I was quite like looking forward to the game straight away when I saw it. But um, within about 20 minutes, you saw the same old, same old. I saw a little bit from Masuma at the start. I thought he's playing well. That's this, this is quite good. He's winning the ball back a little bit. But it's the same old story. And like the, we, I think we had one shot on target in the first half from Doherty. And then we got one shot from the second half. I'm just, just sick of it now. There's a pattern. And what bothers me is when, uh, is it Stellini that come out and said, we don't tell the players to do this. We don't tell them to hold back. We don't tell them to reserve energy. They're not doing what we tell them to do. That's a problem. That means like what? There's something major there, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? Because they're, yeah. they're not instructing. Is what I thought. Are they conserving energy for the World Cup or what's going on? And I can't get to the bottom of it. I can't think. I don't understand. Yeah, Gary, were you were you, were you happy with the starting eleven? Would you have? Oh, would you have made enough. any changes? Yeah, I was happy enough. I, I I probably would have liked to see Brian Gill start because I'm I'm quite a fan of Brian Gill. I know people have this thing of saying, oh, he, he needs to put a bit more size and weight on and, you know, and this, but I find that really odd because if you look at Bruno Fernandes, there's nothing of him and he can play the game. You know, you look how much muscle Royale's got on him, but he's crap. So all this, all he's got to put weight on. But the team, I looked at the team and I thought, yeah, we should have enough to win. Let's see how we start. I watched it with my boy and I said to him, we'll know within the first five minutes. And within the first five minutes, we knew. I will say, though, I do think I have to call him Foster because I find Foster just too difficult to say. <laughs> but I think Foster... Looked, yeah, it's really weird. But I did think Foster was pretty good. Um, and it, I he was think, more man of the match, actually, Gary. I, I think if it wasn't yeah, Fraser Foster tonight... Um, it was embarrassing losing 2-0, but it could have been even worse without him. 100%. And I thought he was really confident. He a good saves. And also, yeah. I thought he was good from crosses and set pieces. And I thought he, he commanded the box. I thought he was really good. And I do think, listen, we were rubbish tonight. You know, this I'm not making excuses here. But I do generally think both the goals they scored should have been pulled up for fouls against our players. Because, oh, honestly, that referee did not give us anything tonight. And I'm not saying yeah. this for excuses. You know, we was a bit hard done by in the Liverpool game and we was hard done by tonight. Now, when we lose and we lose, I'm like, I'm the first one to say we got hammered, we got battered, whatever. But that referee was not giving us anything. I mean, we should have 100% had a penalty there. Um, and for some reason, he blew before we got the penalty. And I think the ball was over the line anyway. So it was, it was just one of them nights. You know, yes, we lost 2-0, but we probably shouldn't have. But the players didn't play anywhere near good enough. No. You know, yeah. we got, got, got a red card, didn't we? He got a red card. Yeah. And after that, um, I thought, oh, but you know what, James? Team, I thought we'd have got it back then. I really did. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. You're right, James, because with 15 minutes to go when they're down to 10 men and you've got Harry Kane on the um, pitch, you've got a chance, haven't you? Yeah. But Conte bringing him off was, was the point of the game where he said, you know, we're out. Yeah. We're not, I'm not bothered. You know, and I think. And I think a lot of teams have done that tonight. You know, Liverpool are not going to be drawing nil-nil at full-time with Derby in the real world, are they? Let's be honest about it. You know, they're not fussed about it. Chelsea not fussed about it. Arsenal probably wouldn't have got rolled over so easy by Brighton. You know, there's a pattern tonight. But for Tottenham, say again, James, sorry? 
they made a lot of changes as well, didn't they? Yeah, they uh, did. They did. Yeah. You know, I think West Ham did a eleven cha- changes along with um, who were they playing? Blackburn. So you yeah. know, even Blackburn made eleven changes. It's crazy, but we're not giving that competition the respect it needs. Yeah, because as, and what, what a Tottenham, Tottenham fan wants, which is silver. Yeah, because let, let's be honest, lads. Let's be honest. When it comes to trophies, we are a small club. Mm. Let's be honest about it. We've not won nothing in nearly 15 years. The last time we won the FA Cup, I was there. It was against Nottingham Forest. That was in 91. I've, I mean, I've got the shirt there. Oh, I love it. I've got the semi-final one as well hanging up. <laughs> Let's just let's talk about that Forest game instead. Yeah, that was, that was a good game, wasn't I, it? I, I said this earlier, though, Gary. Think of how different... You know, for all of us, life was so different when Spurs last won the FA Cup in 91. Um, yeah. And life was so different 14 and a half years ago for all of us when Spurs yeah. last won uh, a, a cup, which, of course, was, was the League Cup back in 2008. Um, ben, let's come to you. Do you yeah. think that this is probably the lowest point under the management of Conte tonight? Um, I mean, there's been a couple. I think you, you think about last season to like, the games against... Middle middles for away. You think Burnley away were were both pretty low points. Uh, so it's it's up there with them. And I I just want to echo back because I was thinking about when you guys were talking. We've played about what nearly twenty games this season. There's been yeah. one game we've started the first half quickly, which was Fulham at home. Every other game this season is either is either been a slow start or we've conceded first every yeah like, mm. it, it's, it can't be a coincidence that happens every single time I don't know if the police just don't as you guys alluded the police just don't aren't listening or they can't implement what Conte is telling them to do it, it, I mean I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying Conte is blameless in all of this but you know if you can't get it through to them you know you, you're kind of helpless yeah in my opinion, I know um, Gary saying about um, you know decisions went against us today. I feel that the wing backs again this evening have let us down. I think Doherty sold himself for the first goal very easily. Sessegnon's mistake for the second goal. Um, I just feel that they don't help us at all. These wing backs going forward or defending, and I just think that they are a liability. Um, the, um, the stats from today's game: um, Nottingham Forest had 41% possession to Tottenham's 59. They had 14 shots to Tottenham's nine. We only had two shots on target. Nottingham Forest had eight. They had nine corners. We had eight fouls. Nottingham Forest 14. Spurs 16. Now, can I just remind everybody? We played a team tonight. Bottom of the Premier League. They also made changes. We went very strong. Um, I feel very angry about today's performance and result. Um, now, subs this evening, Hugo Lloris, Tanganga, Emerson Royale, Jed Spence, Benton Kersar, Brian Hill, Kulisevsky and Richarlison. Yes, it's a big plus with Richarlison coming back. Um, James, how do you think Richarlison done when he come on? Um... Wasn't too bad, but like wasn't as sharp as he was before. Um, that this, I, I actually did think that was a goal when that first went in as well. To be honest with you, um, yeah, he, yeah it's, he wasn't quite with it for me. Uh, wasn't wasn't the Richardson I'm used to, which you you expect when he comes back after injury, I suppose a bit. Um, yeah, he wasn't um, same same with Kulisevsky. I think the two the two of them weren't, weren't as uh, in it as I thought they would be. I thought they, I thought they, that would change it. But maybe they miss having Kane on the pitch to provide uh, for them because he's becoming a bit of a provider, isn't he? 
So mm. maybe it's that. But um, yeah, not quite with it for me. James, can I go back to talking about the wing-backs? Because in your opinion, who are the best wing-backs at Spurs? Because I, well, I just, I'm absolutely baffled that Conte has got these wing-backs that just don't suit his system, yeah. that just don't work in the system that he wants. Yeah, when you was talking about it, I was thinking just exactly the same thing. I, I think I completely agree, completely agree in terms of how weak they are but also in how pivotal they are in a, in a Conte system. So I don't understand how he hasn't gone out and got world-class um, in that area, which is the pivotal thing of his whole system. And I don't think, well, I definitely don't think Real, like I'm sure most of us would agree. Um, I, I do believe Spence should be given a chance. How can you test someone in the Premier League without playing them in the Premier League? I don't understand that. Um, and yeah, for me, that, 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 that baffles me that, that he's not, they're not starting him. Doherty, I thought, would, was brilliant at, at times last season, and I don't mm. understand how that's not happening again, mm. but um, maybe it's a confidence thing after injury, but yeah, definitely not Sessignon and um, Royale for me, no, no way. Gary, let's come to you because I felt that Nottingham Forest started the game very well. Um, after seven minutes, they had a shot deflected over the bar. A couple of minutes later, they uh, hit the post. The rebound come out to Jesse Lingard. Um, he headed it. Forster made a good save. After 22 minutes, Lingard shot over the bar from 18 yards. Had a number of chances. And then a minute later, Forster made another save. Um, 29 minutes gone, Tottenham Hotspur had their first chance, Perisic corner, Dyer header over the bar. Um, what is it about Spurs in these first half performances? I don't know. It's so frustrating because I'm there. It's really annoying, Chris, because I find myself even when I'm at the game or I'm watching at home, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm rushing around to get ready. And I'm thinking, oh, I've got to get myself set up and all ready for the game. Why, why am I bothering? Because we start so slow, in the first half we're so bad. On, you know, on Sunday for the Tottenham Liverpool game, I'm killing myself, parking my car up on Tottenham High Road, running. I shouldn't have bothered. I should have just probably got something to eat before the game, relaxed a bit, and gone in at half time. Because I do not know why they are starting so slow. But you know what? <laughs> even tonight, right? Even tonight, when we started slow, and even tonight, when we went 2 0 down. There wasn't even really much of a reaction. I mean, it's funny because fans were complaining, you know, before tonight's game, we were starting slow and then coming out second half and playing it, playing a blinder and sometimes getting a draw or winning or leaving it too late. But we didn't do anything tonight. So it's got even worse. But I do think that is partly because it was the third round of the Carabao Cup. Now, I know that shouldn't make a difference. And we should be winning every game. And I want Tottenham to win every game. Chris, you me know, we went to all the friendlies. We, we want to win everything. It doesn't matter what it is, where we're playing, we want to win it. But I do generally think that there was a conversation with Conte and with the players and stuff, which probably was under the sort of thing of like, go out there, guys, you know, do your best. Conte put out a strong side. I don't think anyone yeah, can listen, say that Conte didn't want but, to win this listen, game. He's put out a strong side. But they're shit. The players are shit. And if he's taking Harry Kane off with 20-odd minutes to go, he does not want us to go through in that competition. That's it there. It's wrote in black and white. You're not going to take off your top goal scorer, the only guy that can get you a goal, if you want to get back, back into that game. 
That's Conte telling everyone, you, me, all the guys on this show, all the Tottenham fans that have travelled, everyone at home to say, we're not interested. But that's it there. You're not, he's not injured. He's still running around. He's fine. He didn't take any knocks. They don't care. Yeah, but they the should care. It's the Carabao Cup. It's the third round. But they don't care. But they should. I'm telling you that Conte and them players think they're too big and too good for the Carabao Cup. Now, I know you don't want to hear that, Chris, because you're frustrated and you're angry and you want a trophy as much as I do and all these other guys and you've travelled up there. But that is the cold reality of it, mate, because you would not bring Harry Kane off with 20 odd minutes to go. That is mental. Do you not, do you not think that is suicidal to do that? It's just, it's just madness. Yeah. I, I should have warned everybody before we went live, actually, um, just to say that um, if you want a super positive show, um, you probably better switch off because you're not going to get it this evening. And uh, I should probably record these shows the day later because I feel very angry. And I know I'm normally Mr. Positive and, you know, positivity about Spurs. But I feel very angry about going out of this cup, cup competition tonight. And rightly um, ben, so, let's Chris. To you. Rightly ben, so. Let's in, in, in the 31st minute, um, probably Tottenham's best chance, actually. Good work from Hoybier and Perisic. Uh, Doherty shooting straight at the goalkeeper, um, saved by Hennessy. Uh, and then a, a minute later, Perisic corner, Sanchez over the bar. That was it. That was it from Spurs in the opening 45 minutes. Ben, what do you think it is about these first half performances? Because, you know, everybody at the moment is saying... Don't worry about going to see Spurs in the first half. Just turn up for the second half because that is when we put a performance in. But we didn't even get that in the second half either. No, just it, it's so it's so confusing because the games are. I can remember going at the Sporting Lisbon game, just sitting there, just waiting and waiting for something. It's literally just like a ten-minute spell where they just seem to kick the life and then they just shut down again. It's yeah. It does. It, it. I cannot put my finger on why. It's There's no way they could be being told to do it deliberately. It's impossible. You, mm. There is no logical football manager who would tell you, "Don't worry about the first half. Let's just wait till the second half. We're still in the game. Then you go for it." Like, it, I, 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 I don't have an explanation for it. I, I wish I did. Mind you, it'd be much easier if we did. But... <sighs> Ben, how did you feel the other day when Antonio Conte came out and said um, that the trophies aren't coming? You know, he did warn us. He warned us a few days ago that the trophies are not coming. Um, this evening, um, Craig has very kindly given us a quote from Antonio Conte in his press conference. He said, the games we played in the past, every game was really, really difficult. And we lost a lot of mental energy in the Champions League and in the Premier League. To, to be completely fair, the two, the last two Champions games, you think sport when you thought everyone thought we were through, the goal wrongfully got taken off of us. So you think, and then the, having going behind against Marseille, then having to come back and win it right at the death. So in fairness, in that, but I mean, league wise, I mean, we've had. Man United never got side. Newcastle, we yeah. caught going too late. Even Liverpool, which we should have at least got something, we started too late. It, Didn't he give them extra time off after Marseille as well? Didn't he give them like an extra two days off or something? Two days. Yeah. 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 So that's so kind it, of, it, what wipes that out, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's Jake, have you been have you been entertained watching Spurs this season? Have you have you enjoyed it? And and tell me the games or the or the moments that you've most enjoyed this season so far. 
Uh, playing wise, this is going to be a weird one, but playing wise, probably Liverpool. Uh, that second half and parts of that first half in Liverpool, I thought we were playing really good football. I know we lost that game, but to watch Bentoncourt walking through their midfield like he did, that was that was that, that was amazing. Other than that, it's been some of the results that I've been excited about, not the performances. Because um, yeah. Marseille, for example, and yeah. I've never done this in my life. I'm Tottenham through and through, but I was so close to turning that off and just because that first half was terrible in, in Marseille. Uh, I've never seen a performance like that. So the, the answer to the question is no, but uh, it, the but results, yes, I've been excited by some of the results, um, just not the way that we're getting them. But I guess I'm, as, as a Tottenham fan, I want to be entertained. I'm used to, I, I want to be, that, that, that since the 80s, 90s, entertaining football. I know we never won anything that way. We need to win and, and Conte's the, probably going to be the person that does do it in the end, hopefully. Um, but the way this is going, it's it's a tough watch. Yeah. It, I think that leaves a very moral dilemma, though. Like, we, we've all craved the trophy for years and years. And everyone says, oh, Tottenham always play great football, but they don't win anything. But yeah, if Conte ends up doing this and ends up winning us a trophy, you, you stop. You know, how far are, are you? Are we prepared to go? You know, to do that because, you know, do you give up all the beautiful football we played to win trophies, or, you know, because people reminisce about you know Harry Redknapp and you years, you know, in you know the early years under Potts, how incredible we played. You know, it. I know it never amounts to anything, but they're some of the best memories we've ever had, and. Yeah, yeah. It just you, you left, how far are you willing to go for it? <laughs> I think the fact the fan is will always be the most important part of a football club. They're the ones who who pay their money to come and see, and they need to be entertained. So what you were saying before, Chris, about the um, not coming over to applaud and things like that 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 for me is, is one of the most horrendous things. Like it's all about the fan. The the club's all about the fan. Do you know what I mean? And they've got a. They're paying 65, 70 quid to come and watch a game and then first half doing nothing and second just kicking into gear, like you said, Ben, for about 10, 15 minutes and then switching off again. Oh, it just makes my blood we, we, we actually mentioned it off air, James, so we should uh, tell the viewers and listeners. Um, uh, I took a video after, um, of course, the final whistle went and uh, a number of Tottenham Hotspur players didn't even go over to uh, the away travelling support, which uh, I didn't like. I didn't like whatsoever. Um Ben, are you still behind um, Antonio Conte? I, I want to ask you all that question. Are you still fully behind Antonio Conte? Because if you go on social media right now, there's a lot of uh, people <clears throat> wanting Conte gone. Well, to be clear, yes, I am. Because the, it's not Conte, it's him up there. No, I'm not pointing at you, by the way, Chris, on the camera. I'm just pointing <laughs> at Luke away. Just because anybody gets that confused. But yeah. And I think I'll, I'll is making it abundantly clear it's Louvre. Louvre is in the position where he has to give Conte whatever he wants in this at this moment in time. It's stupid to think that just getting rid of Conte is going to fix everything overnight because it's it won't happen that way. He has to be backed in January, yeah. like he did last January with Kulusevski, Benson Gore. It got us the, into the Chapman's League. It needs to happen again. 
Yeah, Paratici is doing that new transfer window because that was that was probably what the best transfer window that I can remember at Tottenham that January one for how yeah, they players that come straight into the first team and did what they did. That's phenomenal. We, we wouldn't have got top four without them two. No chance. No. Absolutely not. No way. I, I'm still behind Conte to be honest. It, I mean, I'm like every Tottenham fan right now. I am angry. Um, I am like wanting the trophy. Uh, it's been too long, um, but I'm still behind Conte. Yeah, I, I believe in the long-term process as long as he's backed, like you said, Ben. Yeah, I'm I'm behind him 100%. Um, I'm a little bit annoyed with him with tonight um, because I don't think he was interested in Carabao Cup. And I think if you go back a week ago with what um, Ben mentioned about Marseille and you see how we performed in the second half to Marseille, you know, we're losing Son in that game. You know, you've got an intimidating crowd. You know, you were there, Chris, so you, you know exactly what it was like. And we, we put on an amazing performance there. And then you fast forward a week and we are as poor as we are in that game. And he pulls Kane off. That's no coincidence. You know, he's putting his priorities in order. He wants us to go further in the Champions League than what he does in the Carabao Cup. Now, all of us as fans, and I wouldn't say all of the Tottenham fans, but I don't know, Chris, what it would be. But I see a lot on social media, you know, on Facebook, Twitter, where fans don't want Tottenham to win the Carabao Cup. And I've seen a lot of fans tonight saying, oh, I'm glad we're out of that Mickey Mouse Cup. I find that bizarre. But I do think some of the players and Conte are in that way of thinking for this competition. And that's why I think you saw such a difference with Marseille and with Nottingham Forest. We've already been in Nottingham Forest this season, haven't we, at theirs? Yeah. I mean, you know, what does that say? (laughs) You know what I mean? And last Wednesday, we went through to last 16. We're, yeah. we're losing son, you know, it's not a coincidence, is it? You know what I mean? There was no effort with any player tonight. We're like, we're like 11 days until the World Cup as well. If you throw that in, yeah, for the key players, I mean, their mind yeah. has got to be on that, which is unacceptable. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys are, but I am absolutely club over country by quite a distance, yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Maybe like years and years ago, like in like Italian 90 or something, but like, yeah, Gaza. Yeah, but I'm club over country, and I think I think every most Tottenham fan is. So um, yeah, I think Kane's performance. I think he had his mind. Well, do you know on. what? Do you know what? I do think a lot of Tottenham fans are not interested in that competition, and I don't I don't know why. I find mm. it really strange. It's weird. What, what, why would any Tottenham fan, Gary, not want to see the team parading down the high road, oh, lifting nice. that trophy? Um, yeah. Yeah, all know. of the top teams, Liverpool, Manchester City, they all take these competitions, like the Carabao Cup, seriously. Uh, we've yeah. got another comment here um, from Antonio Conte. He, he said, uh, the players were really tired. I tried to manage the situation, for example, in midfield with Hoybier in the first half and Benton Kerr in the second half, because they were really tired with the risk of injury. Um, ben, let's come to you on this point, um, because half-time sub, um, Hoybier went off, Benton Kerr come on. Hoybier is very used to playing games. I'm with James on this. I am um, a club before country because Spurs play uh, pay the players' wages. There's mm. two games to go, including tonight and, of course, the Leeds game on Saturday before the World Cup. This is why I wanted us to go strong tonight because we pay their wages. We shouldn't even be thinking about the World Cup. The players might be, uh, but Antonio Conte choosing the, the players, he should be thinking, I've got two, uh, two games to win. I'm going to choose the best possible eleven to get the job done. Um, what did you make of Hoybier going off at half-time? 
almost as, it maybe doesn't have quite the same impact as Kunga going off, but and I've, people have disagreed with this me on this many times. Hoiberg is the engine room of that team. You know, yeah. you remove him out of it, 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 the difference is night and day. He, he just is a non-stop effort for ninety minutes. He, and just, I think, I think that's a bit of a cop out from Conte to say he's tired because I've seen Hoiberg. He hasn't. I could be wrong with this. I think he's played before tonight ninety minutes every single game since he's arrived. He's, he's, he's the game ever. He, no, he ever. doesn't. He, the, I've ne- and I've never seen him. You, you never get. You could see him from minute one to minute nine. He's sprinting all over that pitch. Yeah, like that last you minute know. winner against Marseille. He, he, he was exactly. like yeah. hobbling on one leg, and he's you know, and he still yeah. managed to get that. Could you know, play, play, play through anything. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that was what, 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 was the big indictment of taking Kane off. And he's also Maybe. one person who wouldn't have his mind on the World Cup. He would have his no. mind on Hoiberg. Yeah, absolutely. He is the engine. I agree with you, Ben. Yeah. James, let's, co- let's come to you in the 48th minute. Um, and, and at this point, you expect a second-half Tottenham Hotspur performance. You know, Antonio Conte has just riled them up in the dressing room. You expect the players to come out all fiery and go for it, like we have seen in recent weeks. In the 48th minute, Nottingham Forest had a shot on target. Forster was equal to it. Two minutes later, of course, Nottingham Forest took the lead, going 1-0 up. Um their players went past Matt Doherty far too easy for me. Um, Sanchez was then turned. Um, a great finish uh, by their player. What do you make of that goal? Uh, well, Doherty, I was saying, I was going to say that exactly what you just said. Doherty was uh, schooled, um, especially with that goal. Um, I'm going to say, I, I, don't, I don't think I've turned into a pessimistic fan, but I, could, I, I was expecting it to happen, which is the worst part of the whole thing. Um, that goal was a great, great finish. And the first and only thing I think that uh, Forster didn't get to. Um, and if it wasn't for him, um, it would have been one or two down by then anyway. So that's what I mean by I was kind of expecting it to happen. I think we'd already, he'd already made a couple of saves by then and kept us in it and kept our heads above it. Um, so I was expecting it, unfortunately. Uh, and yeah, Doherty was having a, a shocker again. Do you know what, actually, another thing that upsets me more than anything is Serge Aurier tonight for Nottingham Forest got a standing ovation when he went off uh, by the home fans. He had a blinder tonight, didn't he, Gary? Yeah, Yeah, he played all right, but, you know, I I wouldn't want him back, mate. I mean, he's probably slightly better than Royale. He's probably slightly better than Royale. But, I mean, listen, Aurier's going to go nowhere and so is Nottingham Forest in the Carabao Cup. So I'm not really fussed about it. Um, he's crap anyway, Aurea. So give him a stand innovation. He'll give away a penalty. Don't care less. But ultimately, you know, we've just sat back. We've paid no interest whatsoever. And we've let them have an easy win. And that's it. So why ain't they going to clap off Aurea? But, you know, we all know how crap he is. He's useless. He might have played all right today, but... He'll, he'll have a, a calamity next week, so I couldn't couldn't care less about him. I'm go, I'm glad to see the back of it. Um, it's just a very poor effort and display from the Tottenham team. But this is what I'm saying. A week ago, we did it in Seoul. Like it's unbelievable. You're talking about a week ago how we were, and fast forward a week to this, it's just honestly, so typical Tottenham. I mean, you know, that's why I'm not even bothered by it because it's just Tottenham, isn't it? How many times we've we been here? 
When you said before, Chris, about the, the, the fullbacks being like the most important part, we was talking about that before. That is that is the whole reason of the goals again. Do you know what I mean? And that that position yeah. we've got about, which is the pivotal part. We're probably at like a two out of ten, three out of ten, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, shocking. Nine or ten out of ten there. You just put two players just there that are, are world class, and then we are going for the title, going for the top two at least. I think. Gary, let's stay with you. In the 53rd minute, Nottingham Forest had another great chance. Uh, Forster saved. A couple of minutes later, they had another shot. Forster comfortable to it. And in the 57th minute, they went 2-0 up through Jesse Lingard. A good move from uh, them. Cessnon lost the ball. Another mistake. In these games, in games like this, particularly knockout yeah. competition, you cannot make mistakes like Ryan Cessnon did tonight. No, nah, I mean, you know, I guess we was all expecting it to be Sanchez and it wasn't. <laughs> but do you know what? I mean, look, listen, look, I know players are, are capable of making mistakes. I get that. But it just seems at the moment that Tottenham are just making so many mistakes. They really are. And they seem so nervous on the ball and it's sideward passes and backward passes. And, and let's be honest. They're painful to watch a lot of the time, you know, whether it's first half or second half. I mean, you touched on what games did you enjoy this season? I think. The only game I quite enjoyed was when Son came on against Leicester. Um, mm. You know, that was quite nice. Other than that, it's not been nice this season to watch them, Chris. It's been awful. And that tonight was awful. It was it was better last week. But even then, the first half was absolutely awful. I think, James, you said you were contemplating switching it off because we were so bad last week. Is that right? Did you say that? Or? The Marseille game, yeah. At yeah, yeah, Marseille game. I mean, the first half, that was a, it was horrendous. We pulled it round, and I think we pulled it round because of the competition and what it meant. And yeah. I think we didn't pull pull it round tonight because of the competition and what it meant. And I, and I think that's it. And and don't think I'm saying this to give you know the the, the players a, a free card or whatever. Like because it's terrible that we've gone out. It's not acceptable. But I can see why it's happened because I just don't really think they care. And and I don't I don't think Conte did. And I think it's sad, really. If I'm honest with you, you know, because like, the teams that have gone out as well, that is, yeah, that, that guts me even more when I look at that. That's like what it. made it worse. Because I, you know, like you, once the game finished, I flicked over to Sky Sports News. I watched yeah. all the penalties. I watched that, and I watched all them teams yeah. going out. And you're talking about so West Ham have gone out, Chelsea have gone out, Arsenal have gone out. Who else have gone out? Uh, West Ham. Yeah, West Ham went out. Yeah, West Ham have gone. Chelsea's gone, Arsenal's gone, they're all gone. So all the London clubs are gone. Or yeah. obviously Man City's still in there. Um, they're going to win. You know, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it is pretty much most of the time the Man City cap. Liverpool's gone through. <laughs> but even Liverpool, Liverpool changed their whole team and they still went through on penalties. But they could have gone out to Derby, you know, and if they had gone out as well, it would have been even more annoying. Do you know what I mean? So I just think we've missed a good opportunity there. But how many times, Chris, and we've been on these shows and in this situation of thinking we've missed a good opportunity. And tonight we've we've done the same. I mean, look, we've we got to try and pull some positives out of it. You've got another two-hour journey home. We have to say we're in the last 16. We play Leeds. We get a good result there. We have a break. Yeah, yeah, Gary, I, I, I get all these positives. And normally I'm on, you know, very positive on these shows. But as I said, and as I'll keep saying, Nottingham Forest at the bottom of the league. Yeah. I know, and I think if we were playing them in the Premier League tonight, if if we was playing them in the Premier League tonight, Chris, I think we would have beaten them. And, and they you know played them with nine them? changes, Forrest, didn't they? Nine changes as well. Yeah, I think we would have beaten them because the players would have been more up for it 
and he wouldn't have taken Harry Kane off for 20 minutes to go. Can I, can I just ask all of you very quickly, um, a Manchester City fan is stating that Spurs need Pochettino as soon as possible. Um, I've seen this comment a lot, actually, in the past couple of weeks when Conte has been taking a, a bit of a bashing from some Spurs fans. Personally, I'm a huge fan of Conte. He needs to be backed in, in these uh, upcoming uh, windows. Um, and Conte needs all the support he can get and he needs the chance, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But let's answer the question. Um okay. Do any of you three want Pochettino back? Uh, no, no, I don't. Not, not whilst we've got Conte, no. And, and one thing that I will touch on with that as well is Conte as a person, you can see how passionate he is. So when he's getting, I'm not saying it's right or wrong to, to do this, but when he's feeling the booze and the things that are happening from the crowd and that, I think that does really affect him. So it might be a reason that he was the way that he was today. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying about Conte as a person, you can see that he lives off this passion and, and the fact that everyone's around him and helping him. That, and a lot of people do that. So I'm wondering if like, we, we go with him, do you know what I mean? That, and I mean from the top down as well, like back him and we back him, I think we'll see something. And I think back him in two windows, give him what he wants, fans get behind him and, and we will see some great results. That's what I feel. Yeah. Gary? Well, listen, you know, you know, from day one, I, I was the one that always said there was only one manager for us, and that was Conte. Um, and, I, and, I, and, and I remember when I was coming on your show saying it to begin with, people were laughing at me, thinking we'll never get Conte. And, and you know, probably Levy offered him a silly amount of money and said you can only bring two people in when he's 10. And then we got Nuno and you know what happened there. And then he went back in and he got him. We have the best manager that we could possibly have. Um, I certainly didn't want Graham Potter. And I certainly don't want Poch back. I think that ship has sailed. Um, if he comes back in the future, after we've won something with Conte, great. But I think before we bring Poch back, it, we need to be in a position where we've won something. So then we can bring him back for the romance and everything, because it doesn't matter. You know, at least let's get married and get divorced and then go back again. Because at the moment, what is the point of bringing Poch back when we have one of the best managers in the world that's won everything? I don't, I don't see any logical with it. You know, mm. yes, he got, uh, got us to a Champions League final. Yes, we know he didn't have any money for everything else. But also, we were shocking in the league. And we had some very bad results. And, you know, and some of his decision-making in that Champions League final, like not starting Mora, was criminal. So for me personally, I'm Conte in. Yeah, me too. What about you, Ben? Yeah, yeah same, I... There's very few people who loved Pops more than I did. It's it's it absolute, and I, you know, as I said, the memories he created with that team were amazing. But it just people thinking that bringing Pops back, it, like I said earlier, it's just, it will just fix everything overnight. It it doesn't work like that. It, no, you, you I, it sounds like we're beating the dead horse, but we must say today, Levy has to give Conte what he wants. Yeah, to get this team to the level we need it to get to. Yeah, and Conte, it's. I think uh, even though fans can be frustrated with his comments, I genuinely think he's just being honest with us. That look, we, I yeah. can't fix it overnight. I need time to do it, and however painful it is, and you know, he's got to be allowed to do it because otherwise, all we're going to do is just keep going round in circles to the end of time. You got to remember when he said as well. I mean, like he, he said that if I'm the problem, I will leave. Do you remember, I think it was after the Chelsea defeat or something. And 
obviously Potch has said from before about uh, this great house needs furniture. Uh, yeah. So we've got to know what's going on. And yeah, I think two or three more windows and I think we'll see a big difference. Which is what, is that yeah. what you said? Is it, is it give me two or three more transfer windows? Yeah. Yeah. Ben, let's come back to you. In the 59th minute, Antonio Conte and Spurs were 2-0 down at this point. Conte made a treble change. Perisic off, Skip off, Kane off, Richarlison on, Kulusevski on, Brian Hill on. How are you feeling at that point? Um, did you think at this point, 31 minutes still to play, that Spurs were going to turn it around? Uh, the minute that Sokun was going off, no. <laughs> I saw Kulisevsky Richarlison. I thought, oh, okay, it's just okay. Let's just go gun over and just see if we can pull this off. But the minute that we saw, I saw Kuzumba. Uh, I mean, it, it, I think you, you know, Gary echoed it perfectly. Like it, it was just come to saying, I'm not really bothered what happens. And but when you look back at what happened, if we, if Kuz on the pitch and Forrester down the ten men. Look, I'm not saying we could have turned it. We would have turned it around, but who knows? You know, the point is you could have have him on the pitch for the chance, and we never, you know. But I, I, I think it, you know, as has already been said. I think Conte just said whatever, just just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> James, just come to you in the 65th minute. Antonio Conte made another change. Jed Spence. A lot of Spurs fans expected Spence to start the game today. Um, I think it upset a lot of people that he didn't start because, of course, up yeah. until today, um, he's only played three Premier League minutes so far this season. Um, just three minutes after coming on, he burst forward, uh, was then brought down. It was a good run by him. Um, do you think in the future he will get game time under Antonio Conte? Because there's rumours circulating that um, if he doesn't, he could possibly go out on loan in the January transfer window. Would that be a good move for him? No, I, I, well, I think I'm of that uh, thinking that you don't get used to the Premier League without playing the Premier League. And that's what they've come out and said, the reason why he needs to get used to it. He's used to the championship. He needs to get used to the Premier League. I think the only way you can do it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Is to play the Premier League. You can't do that in training, really. You can't get used to Premier League in training. So that's it baffles me. I do wonder if it's because it wasn't a Conte signing, which is what he said. That there's something in that. Um, but when he's come on, I've, I've been impressed by him. I'm wondering yeah. if it's, it's part of the fact of, they've mentioned about his defensive work not being as good as the, what they need. And Conte needs his defence, he needs his wing-backs to be incredible at defending. But you look at what he's not getting in the team against, and uh, like he's much better than Royale. 
So uh, for me, it's, it's a real baffling one. And I remember when he first came on, that, that sprint that I thought was sped yeah, up. Yeah, brilliant. It was just insane. He's got, he's got great pace, great attacking, and he's very spurs in the way he plays. He, he just goes for it. And that's what we're crying out for. And so I was, I was gutted that he didn't start, yeah. Do you expect him to get more game time, though, James, in, in, uh, in, in, the, in the coming months? Because if, if he doesn't, then surely for his um, own development, surely it would be better that he did go out on loan if he wasn't going to get game time at all. Yeah. Uh, do, I, do I expect him to is, is a different question. Um, probably not, because if he's not being played so far, I, I, I think the turning point was when he was playing... Um, you're playing Perisic over there and playing people who are not as natural over on that side. Um, that was the turning point for me thinking, hang on a minute, if he's on the bench, you've got a right back on the bench there. Um, that was the turning point where I think he's not going to be used. Uh, but where, where we should, yes, wherever he will, no, is probably the answer. Gary, let's come to you in the 69th minute. Um, as I said earlier, Fraser Forster saved us on a number of occasions. He saved us again. Uh, they were through on goal. Uh, what did you make of Fraser Forster's uh, debut today? Surely um, Tottenham's man of the match tonight, yeah? Yeah, I was really impressed. You know, honestly, I thought he played really, really well. Um, I think that save you talk about, is that the one with his leg where he put his foot out and stuff? Because um, he did a great save there. I remember that. He did a, really, a few really good saves. But what I liked about him, he just seemed to command the box really well. And I, 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 I found myself feeling a bit more relaxed with him than what I am with Hugo Lloris, if I'm honest with you. Mm. Um, but remind me, Chris, how old is um, Foster? Uh, I think he's 34. Oh, he's not the youngest, is he? So, you know, you're talking about him and, and Lloris. We've got to be looking at another goalkeeper for, for next season, haven't we, really? Because they're both kind of getting on a bit as goalkeepers, aren't they? But I, I thought he was really, really good. Um, I liked his position and everything else. And, and I know you think the, it was the players were soft and stuff, but I, I do I do think both of them goals shouldn't have been goals. I think we should have had free kicks on both. Um, but I don't think Foster could do very much with them goals either. He wasn't at fault for them. I think they were just two good goals. Um, but again, like what James mentioned earlier, I think if it wasn't for Foster, it could have been possibly four or five. So... I did. I did really like him, um, and I never got that feeling with Gallini. I never, never yeah. trusted him. But with that game there tonight, even though we've lost and we've gone out, we've lost two nil. I thought it sounds silly, really, because you've lost two nil, haven't you? But I do think he played well. Can can he still play well? But we lose two nil. I mean, yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement. Yeah. It Honestly, there is probably two positives tonight, and that is Richarlison getting game time and coming back from his injury, and Forster making his debut and having a, a good performance in a Spurs shirt. Um, ben, yeah. let's come to you. In, in the 73rd minute, Benton Kerr crossed. Richarlison couldn't quite touch it in. Um, what did you make of uh, Richarlison's performance tonight? And lovely to see him back. And of course, he's on his way uh, to the World Cup in uh, less than yeah. two weeks' time. Very happy, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, well, obviously, it's a huge relief to have him back, and you know, he looked pretty decent. I, I thought you know, he always knows how to get into the good positions on an attack, and you know, he provides another outlet that it gives us a variety in the way that we can go forward. Because uh, I think a fundamental issue is, and this doesn't just relate to Conte, I think it relates, you know, generally to our style, is everything seems to go obviously, everything goes to the okay, because he's the star man, but. 
a lot of the time, if you just a lot of defenses will just pile on kill, and then there's nobody else up there to you know give, give us a different outlet. You know, when, yeah. Kou, when they've been fit, Kubasevsky and Richardson both give us that extra dimension to go to. You know, you know, and when he has mixed it up, that's when we've been at our best this season. You know, so you know, and hopefully stay fit through the World Cup because. I think he's going to be needed for the rest of the season quite pivotally for us. Now, of course, Forrest went down to 10 men in the 76th minute. Uh, a, a second yellow card found Richarlison. A couple of minutes later, Richarlison with a shot wide. Uh, and then in the 80th minute, Spence with a header towards goal, tipped over by Hennessy. Um, unlucky, really, James, wasn't he? Spence with that, um, with that chance probably should have headed it um, to the side or even downwards. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was great. I mean, that, that would have been a great fairy tale as well to, to score yeah. against his old team. I, I, I was impressed with Spence, uh, but when we went down to 10 men, like, uh, uh, we're touching again on what, what Gary was talking about. Because Kane weren't on the pitch, I wasn't expecting the, the comeback. Um, but yeah, the, the Spence that, that was brilliant. I, I'd have loved that to have gone in, wouldn't you? That, that would have, could have been yeah, the start. Be nice. A lot of pressure of getting him into the team again would have come off that. Um, yeah. so yeah. That one, James. Can you talk me through um, Richarlison scoring? Um, the the assistant put his uh, flag up for offside. Was 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 that offside in your opinion? I didn't I think it was for offside. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was offside. I can tell you one thing. My oh, audio no. audio was about five seconds behind, so I did dump around. Um, but then. <laughs> Yeah, it was quite clearly. They didn't show, did they? The the, the side oh, view, they yeah. behind, didn't they? That instead of yeah, behind. they didn't show the angle, did they? No. Yeah, I don't suppose you saw that, Chris. Anyway, but they, they didn't show the angle, so you, it looked like it could have gone in. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was gutted. But I, I wasn't expecting even the one. I wasn't expecting the two. Um, without yeah. pain. Well, two late chances for Tottenham. In the 88th minute, Benton Kerr shot uh, from range, high over the bar. And in the last minute, Basuma did exactly the same thing. Um, as I say, it's been a very, very disappointing night at the City Ground. Tottenham Hotspur going out of the Carabao Cup. Um, now, uh, for those of you who are interested, the Carabao Cup fourth round draw will take place on Thursday, the 10th of November, around 10pm. I know a lot of Spurs fans won't be bothered now uh, Now that Tottenham are out, but it will be after the Manchester United v Aston Villa game, uh, conducted by Peter Schmeichel, Dion Dublin and Mark Chapman. Um, let's talk about um, the Champions League draw um, Tottenham Hotspur has been drawn, drawn against AC Milan in the last 16 of the Champions League. The away leg in February and then home leg in March. Um, Gary, thoughts on the draw, AC Milan? Yeah, I was um, I was pretty happy with that. I, I was quite happy. And I think the going away first and then getting back at ours, I think is always good. So, um, yeah, I was, I, you know, I, I sort of kind of was sitting there waiting for it to come out. And when it did, I was... I was pretty happy, I must say. I, I laughed when I saw Liverpool's one. Um, and I think in comparison to Liverpool's one and Chelsea's one, you know, I think we we did all right there. So I think yeah. I think we'll be all right. And obviously Conte knows them teams, doesn't he? You know, he knows their style of play and stuff. And again, you touched on it. It's in February, it's in March. Hopefully our players will be back. All of them will be fit. Um, and I can't see any problems with us getting a result over at Nails or at least keeping it to a draw. And then getting the job done when they come back to us. I'm I'm really, really confident. And, and I'm confident for for two reasons. 
One, because we've got the away leg first, but also, two, when the games are happening. So it gives us a bit of time and, and hopefully um, we'll have a few more players back and, and um, we won't have... Because let's not forget tonight, it's not an excuse, but a few bloody injuries, you know. And games like that, when you think if you've got Son on the pitch, I, I just think it would have made a massive difference. And yes, Kulu come on in Richarlison, but are they fully fit yet? I don't think so, you know what I mean? So come when that comes around in February and March, um, I think it'll be a good result for us and I think we'll go through. I really, really, really do. Do you know what, Gary? This evening, I think I've turned into you and you've turned into me. I'm in at Nottingham Forest tonight and you, you're confident that we're going to go through uh, and beat AC Milan Champions League. Um, ben, good what man. are your thoughts on the Champions League draw? Uh, yeah, very happy with it. Um, obviously, it brings back a lot of memories of <laughs> Lenin's burst of red square in it to Crouchy. All, oh, all those yes. years ago. That Lennon run, wasn't it? Yeah. Just yeah, God. Yeah. Um, and yeah, especially given Conte's track record. I, mean, I think he's beaten Milan every single time he's ever come against them as a manager. Oh, I think it's 10 times in a row he's beaten them. So That's good. That, that's encouraging to know. And yeah, as Gary alluded to, with everyone hopefully fully fit by then, yeah, I do... I think there's, there's no excuse for us not to go, you know, th- through against Milan. And personally, I think we could beat them home and away. But you know, it's, I, we've got more than enough to get through. I think, and yeah, I think the draw worked out pretty well. Yeah. What about you, James? Because uh, Antonio Conte must have loved that draw. Of course, the San Siro he knows very, very well, having managed uh, and won Serie A with Inter Milan, and now, of course, going to be facing AC Milan in the last sixteen. Were you happy with the draw? Yeah, I was similar to touching what Ben was saying. I think that, um, and what we've touched on before, I think Conte is going to be really, really up for it, which is a major thing. He should be, obviously, anyway, but to be up against AC Milan. Plus, yeah, as Tottenham fans, we all remember um, the, the win. So, for me, uh, I thought it was an incredible draw. I'd, but I would say this. I was also in the camp of I wouldn't mind playing against PSG. Like, get the best. Yeah, if you, if you said that, yeah. Yeah, and that I know, I know it seems. Yeah, I know it seems like oh yeah, we'd be out on that, but I don't know. It's, we, I'd have still been quite confident, um, I, but also played against the best, and that's what that's what that's what that's why we're in the competition as well. I want to be doing that. Yeah. Well, of course, James, we do play on a Wednesday night, and our rivals play on a Thursday night. I know you've got a song about it. Before we talk about um, the transfer window and the Leeds game, um, have you got a song for us? Yeah, I'll, I'll do the... Uh, hang on, yeah, it? come on, we need cheering up. We need a bit of cheering up, but my singing won't do it, will it, Chris? <laughs> you heard my Absolutely singing when we, were, when we were in Ren. You sing along, you sing along Gary. Yeah, you, you do a bit of back. Oh, no, he, he had me for well, eight I, hours in the car in France, mate, in Ren. I, I, I've, I've <laughs> seen Ben sing a few songs on a couple of his YouTube videos, so I've no doubt he'll oh, be yeah, doing it. I've got your meme, <laughs> I saved it. I saved your meme. This is... And if you it's the only smile you're getting out of me tonight. <laughs> this is the back of a headrest off the plane between the Spurs and Marseille. The players went on. Someone gifted it to me when I was playing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sweet. Holly, she gave it to I'll me. Anyway. Right. Ready? Don't feel like singing, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> Oh, what a night. Oh. 
James, thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to a couple more songs at the end of the show. So, still do stick around, everybody. Now, yeah. the um, January transfer window um, opens in just 52 days' time. Now, I know we spoke a little bit about Antonio Conte and backing this wonderful manager that we have. Um, James, in your opinion, now Antonio Conte is contracted at Tottenham Hotspur until the end of this season. Um, he has an option or Spurs have an option to extend by another year. Do you think he's going to sign that contract before the January transfer window in order for him to be fully backed? And do you think he's going to be fully backed and get everything that he wants on his shopping list? This is a very, very tough one. I mean, a lot of me Tottenham mates have been discussing it quite a bit. It's like a chicken and an egg situation now, isn't it? It's like, a, does he sign it before he gets back? Does he get back and he gets signed? I don't know who goes first. Do you know what I mean? And the way that Levy is, like, I'm not too sure. But I, I think there'll be some sort of um, money side of in his uh, that we're going to put into the treasure chest for you. Uh, I think he will be told that he's backed, and he'll sign it before the transfer window. And then I do believe they'll back him as well. Uh, but that's me being super positive. But I do believe that's what they're going to happen. Well, in your, yeah, in your opinion, James, where, where are the key areas? And, and, and being realistic, what can Tottenham do realistically in this January window? Because reports in the last couple of days have been published stating that it is all about quality in this window, yeah. not about quantity. It has yeah. to be about quality players walking in to this starting eleven, does doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the areas are, for me, the, the wing-backs and a central defender. That, that, yeah. the, that's the areas that I think he needs to touch on. In, in terms of the players... I'm going to be completely honest here, and I'd not really heard too much about Bentoncourt and um, Kulisevsky beforehand. I hadn't heard too much about them. I didn't know that they were as good as what they are. So yeah. I do trust in the system with that as well. But getting world-class wing-backs wing and a trusted centre-back to go alongside Romero and Longley, probably for me personally at the moment... Um, that that would be the, the massive massive change. You can't play the way that we're playing without without having complete trust in your back in your back line. <clears throat> you mentioned uh, Clement Langley there, James. Um, what have you made of him so far? And from what you've seen, would you like Spurs to possibly sign him on a permanent deal? I would actually, and I wouldn't have probably <clears throat> said that a month ago. And it's not just because of the Marseille goal that probably did help my brain a little bit on that. But I, I would, yeah, I think he's a, he's getting quite commanding. Uh, seeing him being yeah. a lot more vocal in the last few games. Um, 
and I'll trust him over over Dyer at the moment. Um, so having him with Romero and another and a world class centre back would be incredible. So yeah, I would want I do want him to sign. Gary, same question to you in the January transfer window. Is it possible that Spurs could go out and sign world class players that will walk straight into this starting eleven? Well, it's possible, yeah. But, I mean, again, like what James said, you know, I mean, they were called Juventus rejects, weren't they? And I didn't I didn't know very much about Bentacol or, or Kuliszewski, but, I mean, I've probably mentioned him a few times to you, Chris, but I absolutely love Kuliszewski, and he just just came from nowhere, and, and Bentacol himself. So, I, I'll trust the process, you know. Um, it's going to take time. If they bring in... We, we need minimum three players, don't we? They've got to bring in at least three players minimum. Um, it doesn't necessarily people we even need to know because, like what James touched on, none of us really knew too much about Betagor and Kuliszewski. But if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be in the Champions League playing. So, you know, who knows what January can bring? You know, January uh, transfer window is often called the bad window and you can't get players in it and all that. Well, we've done really well in January. And I think that was a difference between, you know, I was just pipping Woolwich at, at the end there. Um, so, you know, I'm confident. I think, you know, let's, let's let Jeremy come round. Let's trust him. In regards to him signing a contract before or after, I don't know about that one, you know. But I'm certainly sure, in, in fact, I'm positive, um, he's no idiot, Levy. And, and Levy will have things put in place whether he signs that or not. He's not stupid. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he's very, very cute, Levy. So whatever happens, um, Levy will have that sorted. But let's just back him. You know, we've got a great manager there. And, and let's look, we've lost tonight. We've gone out the Carabao Cup. But no fan can truly say there hasn't been improvement and progression in the team since Conte's come in. You know, he's been with us for just over a year. And it's not, do, it's not all doom and gloom, OK? We're still in the FA Cup. We're still in a good position in the league. You know, we're still in the Champions League. We won the group, you know, and we've got a few injuries. You know, I don't think he's done that bad, Conte. You know, I really don't, you know. So so let's give him January and um, see how we go. And, and hopefully he's here for for at least another year or two, fingers crossed, because I, I want him here for another couple of years at least. Gary, what players, in your opinion, need replacing in the starting eleven? Oh, Christ. Have you got a list? Um, you know, Royale's got to go. I've had enough of Royale. It just, he's, he's probably the first one out. You know, honestly, I'm probably going to get killed for this one, but I think I've just come to my end with Eric Dyer. I've just yeah. really come to my end with him. And, and I, know, I know a lot of people love Eric Dyer and I know he can have a few good games and all that, but I just don't think he's good enough, Chris. I really, really don't. Um, and I think he can play okay when Romero's there because it's almost like Romero is covering up his mistakes and it shows when Romero's not playing. But for me, Royale, Dyer, I'd even go as far as to say, and, you know, this is going to be controversial, but I think Mora's at his day now. I'd get rid of Lucas Mora, you know, all, all these sort of players. But I don't think I'd put Brian Gill out on loan. I, I'd like to see Brian Gill get in that team mm. and play personally, but... That's just me. Everyone's got an opinion, as you well know. And I, you'll probably get a million messages there now because I've said I want Dyer out because I know people love Eric Dyer. But I, I don't know how you guys feel with him, but I'm just near the kind of the end with Eric Dyer now for me. So, oh, OK. Thank you for that. I'm not alone. 
What about you, Ben? What, what's realistic for Antonio Conte in the January transfer window? Because surely, uh, and I've said this a thousand times on this channel, surely the club have to do everything to keep him and back him. Absolutely, yeah. Just uh, and you know, that's you know the boys alluded to. It doesn't have to be mega superstars or anything because you know you saw the impact Kulusevski Benton got. You just need players who you know can go into the first team immediately. Who you think? Okay, is this a weak spot in the team? Okay, who can we get that can come in straight away? Not in five years, which we fall into the trap of too many times. And just hoping they'll develop. You need players ready for now. You know, I think that has to be the point. Now, it needs to be ready for now because we are in the here and now, and that's what Conte will demand Levy from Levy. And I'm sure that that's been working him and Levy and Paratici. I'm sure they're all, you know, at it because it it just needs a little boost because you, you can't go anywhere by standing still and not investing in your squad. You know. You, I mean, I mean, I know the joke. We didn't make a signing for a year. Would you know? Would under parts, you know, because yeah. it does affect the team. Because if you're just standing still, you're going to allow you know others to overtake you and get further away. You've got to con. Why do you think you know you're not in the in the Ferg years? You know, uh, and more recently, City with Guardiola. Why do you think they always sign new players? Keep the squad fresh. Keep the pr- players challenged, so they always have to perform. Yeah. You know, it, it, we've got to start doing that. <laughs> One thing is, though, though he's, he's got like a big squad now, and he doesn't. Just the rotation isn't enough as well at times, is it? Like, he, yeah, he's of his big squad, and what he plays thirteen to fifteen players of them. So. I'm definitely not one who's trying to second guess and do say I could do a better job than Conte. <laughs> no. Can I just can I just um can I just quickly add Sanchez issue, to that list as well? Because I forgot to say Sanchez. I was gonna ask actually, James, out of those uh, names that, that Gary um chose there, do you think that there is any chance Antonio Conte can improve any of those players any further than, than what he has already? Um, not now, no. With, with Dyer, no. I think he's kind of gone up and down, up and down a bit too many times. So, uh, although if he does get panned, Gary, I'll stand with you on that one. I think yeah. that is that is coming to a, towards the end. Um, who, else, who else did you make? Mora, yeah, I agree now. I think we've Boy had Al, Sanchez. incredible moments with him, but it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that I think the same. I actually, yeah, Royale for me definitely. Sanchez definitely. It's it's all yeah. towards the back ends. Like it's I don't yeah. I don't I don't think you can prove Sanchez because I think Sanchez can be absolutely superb, make an incredible tackle, but he's got a penalty away in him. He's given hundred percent, and he's very he's very nervous on the ball, James. Even yeah, tonight when he touches. Yeah, yeah, very no, shaky all the time. Yeah. If, if Spurs signed only two players in the January transfer window, what positions, if you could choose the positions, what would they be? James, let's start with you. Right back and right back. Yeah. Wing Sorry, right, right back and left back. Yeah. Back and yeah. right back. Same. Yeah, same. Gary? Same. 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 Full house. Same. Let's go I'll go and look for them now. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you it's, not exactly, it's not exactly a secret, but that's all we need. Right, I've just I've just found two blokes on the street and they said they're up for playing and I reckon they're going to be better than them two. So should we get them in? Yeah, they're coming in. 
Gary, let's come to you. Um, of course, Hoodmin Son um, put an announcement out on Instagram yeah. today stating he's going to the World Cup. Absolutely fantastic news for him, isn't it? Oh, great news, yeah. So sad what happened to him. Um, I was really worried, I, you know, not just for, for selfish reasons like for Tottenham and everything else, but it would have been oh, it would have been so bad if he didn't go to the World Cup. So I was absolutely over the moon. I mean, you have to say, I mean, that was it, it didn't look like much at the time when he came off and stuff, but it was his old eye socket and stuff. It was, you know, really bad. It could have been like, I mean, it is serious, but it could have been a hell of a lot worse. So just thank God that he's in a position where he can go to the World Cup because I didn't, I didn't know if he was going to, you know? Um, yeah. So that, that's really good. Really, and I'm really, really pleased for him because as you know, with Son, he's had a tough time this season, you know, things haven't really gone his way, has it? You know, he's not been himself. Um, so I'm really pleased for him, and I think he'll do well. I think he'll do well, you know. Ben, let's come to you. Um, now, two players out on loan at the moment, Giovanni Lo Celso and Harry Winks. Um, Lo Celso needs surgery. He's not going to the World Cup with Argentina. Harry Winks just had surgery, not played a minute yet for Sampdoria. Um, now, it's a big shame, isn't it, with these two, because we need to put them in the shop window. With Lo Celso, probably there's no better or bigger shop window than to put him in for a team to come and, and sign him. Um, Harry Winks hasn't played a, a minute of football, as I say, uh, for Sam Dore yet. A big shame for both players, because we need to offload these players at some point. Yeah, you know, it's no good just keeping sending them alone because they're ultimately still on our watch, so, you know, uh, I do feel a bit for Winks, you know, regardless what people think of his quality, you you always do, he would always put always put effort in. The Celso is the more damning one, because I saw what he was doing at Betis before we signed him. I thought, he looks ready made for us, and just it never, it just never seemed to click into place at all. And uh, as you said, it, it it's, and it's not just those two, um, you think of others who we've got out on loan, you know, because we've loaned out a lot. You know, and Dombolo's still on the, you know, Dombele, yeah, God, I forgot about him. Um, you know, Regu, Regu, Regulon as well, you know. You know Regulon. It's yeah. so good just send them on loan. We've got it. Uh, God, I don't know how hard it is, but we've got to find a, some clubs who need to take them off of our, because I think that's kind of almost affected the players who come in, because, you know, we've got to get rid of them so, sooner or later. Yeah. Now, Usually, um, the talk of trophies is my favourite subject. And uh, John has said now, uh, no effort, no class, no chance of trophies, Chris. Um, I just wanted to ask you all, because I'm absolutely baffled and very upset about tonight. Um, when are the trophies coming? Well, James, how long uh, do we need to wait until we win, uh, finally win a trophy? Because, you know, all joking aside, it is... It's ridiculous, isn't it? The amount of times now that we have waited um, for a Spurs captain to lift a trophy, it's crazy. For a, for a club like Spurs, you know, for world-class training facilities, a world-class stadium, we've now got a world-class manager. Um, as I said earlier today um, on the show, Harry Kane, Hugo Lloris, um, Sonny, you know, top players at the club. And, and when you think, you know, in the last 14 years, all of the players that have come and gone, um, including uh, decent managers as well, including Pochettino, they've all come and gone uh, to Tottenham and gone away from Spurs without winning a trophy. Crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. Like, I think that the problem you have in England is that 
so so much money in, in a lot of these clubs. There's a bit of a gulf in in what people can spend, and you look at Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, etc. So we're always up against that in every single trophy that we compete against. Uh, so that's that's been one of the problems. But that, that I'm with you. That's what makes me so angry about tonight. It, it, it's it is the big chance. Like it's not the it's the fact that the players disrespect it, but the fans. Well, some fans were saying, like you said, Gary, like it's the Mickey Mouse Cup and that. But I'd say there's a great percentage of us that wanted to progress yeah. today because that's a great chance for trophy. Look. That we've got to wait another year for one. and FA Cup maybe now is FA Cup our best chance um, I don't know um, for me probably yes I would say what, what would you guys say is the best chance of a trophy this year well I think you'd probably have to say the FA Cup um, yeah. just going by our track record but then if you look at it in another way you could say you know we did get to a Champions League final you know yes yeah. we didn't win it um, you know but we got to a Carabao Cup final we got mm. to the Champions League final so in that argument, you would say we've got more chance of getting to the Champions League final than the FA Cup final. <laughs> I'm, trying to, yeah. I'm trying to spin it and make it positive. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, no. You're the new Chris, aren't you? Yeah. I'm trying. I, I'm trying. I think another issue, I think, Gary, you mentioned, you know, that there were fans who simply didn't care that we lost. I think a symptom of the improvement we've had is that the fact we've been so close to the Massive prizes, the, the big trophies. Yeah. The fact that we've been within fingertips of them. Yeah. What's the point of even, you know, what's the point of this little cup, you know, when you've been that close to the biggest prize of all? So, yeah. I yeah. think that it's almost a sense of entitlement that, you know, it, it always, the League Cup almost seems, and even the FA Cup to an extent, seems beneath us, but it shouldn't be because, you know, it's the, well, the FA Cup was the trophy that this club was essentially built on. No, you're yeah. right, Ben. But I've I've had conversations with Tottenham fans, and and I've had some Spurs fans say to me, oh, "I don't really want to win win the FA Cup because Woolwich have won it so much, so it doesn't mean anything." I've had Spurs fans say that to me. You know, when we lost the Champions League <laughs> final, and when we lost the Carabao Cup final, I was generally just as devastated and gutted in both finals to have lost them. Yes, the Champions League would have been more, and obviously it's a bigger trophy and everything else, but. Ultimately, they're both trophies and they're both finals and I wanted to win both of them. And I was gutted when we lost both of them just as much. And it took me just as long to get over both of them. Do you know what I mean? So for a Spurs fan to turn around to me and be mentioning the Carabao Cup, but also saying, oh, well, don't really fancy the FA Cup because Woolwich have won it 15 times or whatever it is. I just think that's ridiculous. You know, you absolutely ridiculous. Would you take a trophy over top four? Oh, uh, me personally, fantasy. yes, I would. Yeah, I would. I think yeah, I would. I, I would. I'm at that stage now. But would. let me ask you guys another question. It's only hypothetical because it's probably not going to happen. But I asked this to my son earlier and he was a bit stuck on it. Would you rather win the league or the Champions League this season? Champions League. That's a crazy answer, I know. But it means, it, it, I don't know, it's the ultimate ben? Yeah, I would go Champions League as well because it's something that, that is sitting stone in your club's history forever. That yes. is the minute you've got Chris? that in your. Well, it's the ultimate prize, but I would like to see Spurs win the Premier League at some point. I'd like to see Spurs win um, any trophy at the moment, yeah. Gary, because you know what? The, the last one I saw was the Audi Cup, and uh, yeah. you know that's no joke. But you know what? My my boy raised a good point tonight when we was we was thinking about that because you always get the old age question of top four or a trophy. 
And for most fans, I think they, they side with trophy. But then he did raise a good point when he said the Champions League. And I said to him, oh, I don't know, though, it's on the Premier League. He goes, yeah, but Dad, Woolwich haven't won the Champions League. And if we was to win it, we could rub yeah. it in their faces. Yeah. And I thought that was brilliant because I didn't think it's of that. True. It's true. And the, but the other, the other side is the league is the one where it's pretty much over 38 games is the best. It's yeah. Probably for like... Uh, for that, but for me, it's Champions League all day long. I think, I think the Champions League for me is what, what did you go for, Chris? Champions League or League? I said anything, I said anything. Yeah, I think Champions League for me, but yeah. anything. <laughs> well, Tottenham's last Premier League game before, of course, the World Cup starts will take place at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Saturday as we will be hosting Leeds United. Spurs are in fourth at the moment. Leeds are 12th. They have played 13 games in the Premier League. They've won four. They've drawn three. They've lost six. They've got a goal difference of minus three. They've got 15 points. Now, their last six games, they've lost four and uh, won two. They've won their last two matches. Liverpool away 2-1. And then, of course, um, Bournemouth at home 4-3, having been 3-1 down. Um, ben, let's start with you. This Leeds game on Saturday, do you, Spurs, do, you, do you expect Spurs to get the three points and finish on a high going into the World Cup? I do believe we will. Um, Leeds is probably the craziest game of the season because you literally have no idea which side's going to turn up because you know, we've seen them similarly get battered in games and then you've seen them come back from impossible positions. Like, I, I, Saturday, they, they, they didn't bury 3-1 down. They somehow come back... They, you, you can never rule them out of a game, so I, yeah. you know, if we if we just let them, run, we're gonna, you know, we need to be on our toes. But you know, if they do come out, which which leads always do, we should just be able to, well, in theory, should just pick them off and you know exploit the spaces in behind. But as I said, they've got to build it. But I do believe we will uh, end the mid season on a high. What about you, James? You confident? I am. I am confident. I think we will. I'm, I'm with Ben. I think we'll uh, leave it on a high. Um, one thing I didn't know, though, um, is there absolutely any chance of, of Son playing, even with a mask or anything? Or is he completely out and for the next two weeks? Or so I think that might be quite a big thing. Because um, if we've got to play like with Richarlison not fully fit, Kulisevsky not fully fit, Kane got mm. his eye up, Sonny's not fully fit, that is a problem. Um, do you know if there's any chance of him playing? Has there been any talk of that? I doubt that... it. Um, Kevin Kevin De Bruyne had a very similar injury. He come uh, he come back three weeks later, so I think it's very very unlikely. But that's the only problem for me. Then is is I'm worried about Kane from from tonight. Like as he got an eye now completely on the World Cup. Yeah, Richardson, Kulusevski, not hundred percent, but we've got enough to. We should have more than enough to put them away. Yeah. What about you, Gary? Are you feeling confident for this Leeds game? Because, of course, they concede a lot of goals. They score a lot of goals. Um, they play, uh, you know, a very attacking style. Um, will Spurs do it and get three points? I think they will. I think I think it'll be a good game. Um, I, I'm I can't go to this one on Saturday morning. I'm working. But I do think we'll concede first. We'll go behind. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I think it will probably end 4-2 to Tottenham. But I think we will concede first. But I think it will be a really good game and there'll be loads of goals. I honestly genuinely do. Because I think I think Leeds are very similar to Tottenham. 
you know, they can be amazing or really bad. And I think when us two come together, I think you're going to be guaranteed goals. There's going to be a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and I do think we'll go behind first. But I think we'll, I think we'll do it. And I think it'll, it'll end 4-2. Um, and and we'll, we'll finish off on a, on a win, on a high. I'm going to we'll go you... for a goal fest as well. I'm going to go for a 3-2. Um, ben, what's your score prediction? Oh, 3-1 Spurs. James? 4-1. Well, so we're all going for goal fest. All going for wins. Right, yeah. I've got five very quick. I've got five very quick questions um, to ask you guys, um, Gary. Let's start with you. Um, yep. The position that you think Spurs will finish in the Premier League at the end of the season? I think we'll probably finish fourth. I think we'll finish fourth again. Ben, second. I think we'll finish second behind City. James, third. Third. I'm leave it done to Ben's back. Uh, third, yeah. Okay. Um, how far do you think? Um, actually, I'm, I'm going to go as well. I'm, I'm going to go with fourth. Um, I think we'll we'll scrape fourth. Um, Gary, um, how far will we go in this season's Champions League? Oh, that's a killer! Oh, you got me. Um, oh dear. Uh, oh God, I don't want to answer this one. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. Um, I think maybe the semi-final. I think we'll get to the semis and then we'll go out. I, I, do you know what, Chris? I do. I do have a sneaky feeling we're going to do really good in the Champions League, but I don't want to say anything silly like we're going to win it. But I tell you what. Thank God for you three on this show tonight because uh, I told everyone that it wasn't going to be a positive show. So thank you for <laughs> you three guests for making this positive tonight. Um, <laughs> wow, Ben. What about you? Champions League this season. I think if the draw is terrible, I think we can get to the final again. I just think the European football, I think, suits us all better. And I, yeah. It's just got that funny feeling about it. It's, do you know what it is? We're a different team in the Champions League to the, yeah. to the yeah. Carabao with the FA Cup, aren't we? I just got a funny yeah. feeling, Chris. It's weird. Yeah. Um, James, what about you? I'm, I'm going to yeah. go quarterfinals. What about you? Quarterfinals. I am very, very close to both what both the guys have said. I, I do think we're a different team in the Champions League, and I do yeah. think we'll get to the final. I, but I'm not going to say, yeah, we're going to win it. But I do think we're going to go on a good run this year in the Champions League. I, that, I don't do know. You, what do you maybe. all think? Uh, maybe not you, Chris, but, but but Ben and James. Do you think in the back of your mind there is a chance that we could win the Champions League this year? That way, where we can be a bit like I don't know. Um, I know it's I know it's it's bonkers, Chris, because we've just gone out the Carabao Cup. But Bro. I don't think this has any relevance to Tottenham and the Champions League. I really don't. And that's why yeah. it, what happened tonight has not phased me in the slightest, honestly. <laughs> if we get through Milan, which I think we which I definitely think we will, then yeah. you've got to think Liverpool, Real Madrid are out. Okay. That's it. Uh, yeah. PSG will fly Munich, they're out. Yep. Yeah. So that's and we're in the quarterfinals with two of them out. That's what I'm that's saying. But well, I am a uh, maybe a bit of a deluded Tottenham fan, but that's how I live my life. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, Gary, the third question: What year will Tottenham finally win a trophy? Oh, 
dear. All right, listen, look, let's put cards on the table. I'm going to go for this year. This year, we're going to win a trophy. 2023. Yeah? <laughs> wow. My God, I, I want whatever you've had tonight, I want some. I've had a lot of sweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll make it too. This season, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are you, are you not winding me up? No, Chris, honestly. <laughs> no, I, I generally think it. I generally do. And I didn't feel like this last season. And I didn't feel like... You, you know, all of this is going to be clipped and it's going to end up on Twitter, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to it, Chris. Trust me. It doesn't yeah, 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 yeah. Memes already. I've seen this. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, James, what year, what year are you going for? 2024 FA Cup. 2024? FA Cup next year. Next season's FA Cup. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with 2024. Um, hopefully it'll be soon. Hopefully it'll be this year, but who knows? Um, how many players will we sign in the January transfer window, Gary? Uh, three. I think it'll be three. <laughs> you were very definite about that. 100% ben? free. We're going out, we're going out looking for them, aren't we? Yeah. I'll go two. <laughs> I've got two already. <laughs> I'd say two. Two. Yeah. James. Yeah, I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, I'm gonna tell him. I'll tell him. Yeah, all right. How much do you want? Yeah, two. I'm gonna go for two. <laughs> I, I agree with two. Um and, and the last question for you. Um will Antonio Conte still be Tottenham Hotspur head coach on the twelfth of August twenty twenty three when next season's Premier League season starts? Yes or no? Yes. 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 Okay. Uh, have we helped okay. your mood today, Chris? You have, actually. You, you, you put a smile on my face with some of your answers, I must say. And uh, <laughs> I think you've cheered up a number of the viewers as well. So uh, thank you for that. You, you've been great guests, uh, you three, this evening. Um, James, you're going to... Um, you're going to close the show um, with some singing. Um, but first of all, tell everyone where they can find you um, on social media and what you're up to at the moment. And will you be performing at the Leeds game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Saturday? Yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll be playing at the uh, Leeds game at the stadium. I will be at the Shelf Bar, which is on the East Stand Level 1, Block 120. I play quite a lot of the games at the stadium. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm on, on social media at the Voice of Spurs, I'm on um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all the same handle. If anybody's interested, perfect. I'll follow you up, James. Nice one. Gary, well, thank you, back. James. You've been a fantastic guest, and hopefully, we can get you back on again soon when Tottenham Hotspur have won. Um, yeah. Gary, thanks so much for coming back. It's been a pleasure having you here. No, I appreciate it, Chris. I've enjoyed it tonight, mate. Um, yeah, always good to do the show with you. And nice to meet these lads. First time I'm on with these guys. So um, it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Nice yeah. And what are you up to at the moment? And uh, have you got anything interesting coming up? Where, where you can know people me, find mate, you? I've got a busy, busy weekend ahead. I'm on a show in Surrey team on Friday night. And then I get Please home. keep it clean. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep it clean. And then I get a few hours sleep and I'm up again. And I'm out uh, on another show that I've organised. There'll be four guys. Two hosts, the Drag Queen, and that's in Portsmouth. So I've got a full-on weekend, ladies' nights, both sold out. Um, and just glad there's still a bit of entertainment out there because just quickly, the amount of pubs, bars, and social clubs that have closed, it's a real shame. 
So for me to be able to still organise events and ladies' nights and there still be social clubs around and stuff is is great. And um, so I'll be having to listen to the game on the way down. So let's just hope it's a Tottenham win. Otherwise, I'm not going to be very happy when I go out on stage. But I'll still go out on stage because as a professional, you have to. <laughs> just like you, James, you still got to go out there and sing, haven't you? Oh, Regardless, isn't it? Hardest thing when they've lost. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ben, thanks so much for coming back. It's uh, been a pleasure having you back. And it was nice to bump into you a couple of weeks ago at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Please tell everyone where they can find your channel and what to expect from your channel and what you're, what you're doing at the moment. Uh, well, anywhere you can find me on Ben Smith's channel, on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere, Instagram. Uh, I will either be laughing, crying, cheering, screaming my head off, just... Just it's just me living my life, and you know I've all of you guys to thank for it, and yeah, thank you again for inviting me on, Chris. It's always a pleasure. Well, thank you so much, and uh, James, you're going to see the show out um, with your wonderful singing. Thanks so much, and uh, we look forward to having you on again soon. Okay, mate. This is the uh, only fools and horses Tottenham song that I wrote. Oh, oh lovely. Yeah. And it's like, have you heard this before? Romero's got you in his pocket From Paris, London to Milan And we got Kane and Sonny and Antonio Conte And Rodrigo, he's the man He come from your face as with a ginger sweet Days and coolers Fantastic. Well, Gary, Ben, James, thanks so much for your time this evening. And hopefully uh, we'll be back on Saturday evening for another Spurs Chat podcast where hopefully uh, me and uh, three other special guests will be talking about Tottenham winning in the Premier League. And then, of course, we will have some time off. Uh, the World Cup will be on and uh, hopefully we can sit back in our chairs and watch England do well in the competition. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening, everybody. Until the next one, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 